Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted, as always, to share our views with you. Common sense and conservative. It's not complicated. Say it every single day to you, and it's true. Remember when they passed that $1.9 trillion CARES Act? Brock and I looked at each other and we were like, okay, we got we to get the details. We got to see what's in this. So I reached out to my local congressman and I said, hey, can you please forward me the PDF, whatever it is, of this, what is 3,000, it was 5,000, 5,000 page monstrosity, whatever it was. And they sent me a a top line one sheeter of what was inside this measure. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want the whole thing. We we want the whole thing. And and the gal who was his right hand lady was like, you realize that this is thousands of pages. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Because somewhere on page 2942 is going to be a bunch of jazz like the $39 million for Joe Biden's discretionary spending. That's tucked into this border debacle measure, right? So what happened? All sorts of people got paid to stay home. Don't work. Stay home. Those of us who didn't have that luxury looked around and were like, well, that's unusual. After a month, we're like, this is super weird. Six months in, we're like, come on now. Come on now. And so what did everybody do? All of a sudden, restaurants that struggled to stay open, couldn't find anybody to work. How many businesses closed? Because when you give people free stuff, they get real comfortable with that. This is one of the problems with government housing in urban communities. You give people free housing, they don't care for it. You give them skin in the game. You tie them to it. Then they take care of it. It's like when you buy your first car. If you bought your first car, man, you were washing that bad boy every time you had a chance. You took 
care of it, check the tires, check the oil, made sure all your documentation was right. When your parents give you, right, it's easy to not pay attention. You don't have skin in the game. New York City is doing the same thing now to the new arrivals, all of the illegal immigrants who have come to our country, who've been bussed or however, to New York. Headline post-millennial. New York City to pay out $53 million on prepaid debit cards to illegal immigrants in a, quote, pilot program. $53 million. So let's get this straight. Come on across our border. All the non-governmental organizations which get funding through the federal government, which means you pay for them, are the ones encouraging this mass inflow into our country. They get free transportation wherever they want to go. They get free housing. Okay? Kids can go. Free school. You can have free health care. We'll put you on a fast track to citizenship as long as you know who gets you here. Wink, wink, wink. And now we're going to make it super duper easy for you by giving you prepaid debit cards that you can use pretty much wherever you daggone want. Now, if the folks of New York City who are paying for this don't realize what's going on, we have a problem. What is it going to take? Let's read the article. New York City is set to distribute $53 million worth of prepaid debit cards to illegal immigrants at the cost of taxpayers. Of course. These prepaid debit cards, otherwise known as the, quote, immediate response card. You guys could use an immediate response. I could use some. I could use some help. I found a debit. I found a, a card, a gift card in a drawer that we put a bunch of things in yesterday. Joe and I were going out to do some shopping. I found this card. I'm like, I have no idea what's on this. I have no idea how to figure out what is on it. It was sort of like a scratch ticket, right? You're like, oh, it could be the world. It could be nothing. It could be everything. Let's go. It was 150 bucks. I was like, oh my gosh, when does that work? Well, in New York City, if you're an immigrant, it works just like that. Per conditions of the program, illegal immigrants will only be allowed to use the cards at bodegas. Grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores are allowed to accept them as well. Get some smokes, maybe some dip, whatever you want. Illegal immigrants risk being removed from the program if they don't sign an affidavit promising to use the money <laughs> only for food and baby necessities, right? Hey, we, we're going to give you all this money, but please make sure. It's sort of like to the looters and the robbers all over the place. Hey, look. Please, if you're going to steal more than $950 worth of stuff, you've got to write it down on your taxes, okay? We really need to keep this buttoned up. How arbitrary and stupid. So sign this. You promise you're not going to buy cigarettes. You promise that you're not going to buy alcohol, right? You promise that you're not going to buy lottery tickets. I promise. And I also promise to appear at my court hearing in seven years when they finally have enough judges to handle my case. Signed, blah, blah, blah. According to City Hall, the program will take the place of the current food service provided at all of these various places where these migrants are being held. They have food service. They have food service. Do they bring in people, too, who do their hair and, and their nails? One would imagine that you would need such services, right? There has to be free beauty, free barber shop. Why not? Who wouldn't want that? 
The specifics of the contract state that the amount of each card will change based on the size of the family and whether any income is received. Why would you go and earn income? Because if you go out and you earn, the number that you get from the state goes down. What are we doing? For example, a family of four could receive about $1,000 each month or $35 per day for food. Per person, by the way. What? So this is, this is what you get when you live in a state of suck. New York, definitely one of those states. How do you like that, ladies and gentlemen? Well, not very well. We found it interesting that MSNBC decided to tackle this border issue in a very intriguing way. Their chief national poll guy, Steve Kornacki, is on with Kristen Welker over the weekend. And he's flailing his arms talking about, oh, my gosh, we've been polling what Trump and Biden would do. Who would win since 2019, he says. And we've never seen Trump with this kind of elite. Well, Steve, I know you're in New York. Stupid things like this $53 million garbage is part of the reason why. Audio soundbite one. We have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls. For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll. And now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And of course, undergirding all of this is this question of he is the incumbent Joe Biden. We ask voters, what do you think of the job he's doing? And look at that, Kristen, 37% approve and now 60% disapprove. And we should say that is the lowest approval rating since former President George W. Bush's second term. Yeah, and it's put that in further context too. Bush in his second term wasn't running for re-election. Yeah. Here's the presidents who were running for re-election in our poll starting their re-election year. What was their approval rating? Bush was over 50, he won. Obama was almost at 50, he won. Trump four years ago was 46, he lost. Look how low Biden's number is compared to those predecessors at this point. Their number's all much bigger than yeah. President Biden. Thanks, it, it shows you the improvement Biden has to make here yeah. in the coming months. Uh, the issues that are driving this, too, the economy, no surprise, we've been talking about it, but look at that advantage for Trump, 22 points. Wow. And securing the border here, folks, a very important Trump with a 35-point advantage. Who, they're like the only people who are mystified by this. This is a huge surprise to MSNBC. What? 35% more people think Donald Trump would be better at handling the border, which wasn't a total excrement show when he was president than Joe Biden? Oh, my gosh. How can that be? Wait, what? $118 billion more of our money that doesn't go to us, that does nothing to secure the border, that gives Alejandro Mayorkas, who sucks, power to not shut down the border because he hasn't at all, right? What? And Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden by 22 points there, too? That's so crazy. How's this happening? But it's the next clip we take. Because they sort of tell you the truth, and then they drop one of their propaganda lines on you. And I'll give you the teaser of it. She says, but what about all this great, the jobs report and this inflation is coming down? It's great. Joe Biden just isn't getting any credit for that. Kristen, you suck, too. Okay. And we'll explain why coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.
So we just heard Steve Kornacki, MSNBC's political strategist guy. Generally, I like him, right? He just he tells you what the numbers say. He's very effusive. He's effective with his arms. I like people of personality. And they're usually nerds. And I like nerds. Kristen Welker is trying to put her flag in the sand. And yet she cannot resist. It's been scripted for her. But she's said okay to this. She cannot resist to be the propaganda wing of, of Joe Biden's administration. In dropping this after Steve, after Steve Kornacki says, when it comes to, to Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, when it comes to the economy, He's up 20 odd points when it comes to Joe Biden and Donald Trump at the border. Trump blasts him by 35 points. People trust Donald Trump to handle it because it wasn't a crap show when he was president. We weren't involved in foreign freaking wars. We weren't funding everybody else's pensions in zip codes I've never even considered in hemispheres. I know I'll never visit. Now we are. Kristen Welker. In the second soundbite, he's going to say, but but wait a minute. I know it looks like Joe Biden sucks, but remember, things kind of economically are okay. Okay, listen. The economy is so striking, Steve, because jobs are up, inflation is down. Voters aren't giving him credit for that, clearly. Yeah, there are a couple areas in here, I think, where Democrats see potential opportunities to grow Biden's support. Certainly, they are hoping the economy, folks change their perceptions of it and start rewarding Biden for it. That's what they're hoping, certainly. Um, we're going to reward him for what? For, for taking $2.39 a gallon and jacking it up to $4. I've never been in a freaking gas line in my life, save for the 1970s when we got stuck in all of that under Jimmy Carter. So beyond that, everything I'm sure is fantastic. Hey, Kristen, by the way, not to put a, a little, you know, pop in your bubble there about Joe Biden and his and his great jobs numbers and bringing inflation down. When you increase it by a thousand percent and then it ticks down to only eight hundred percent, that's not a victory lap, sister. How about this headline? Initial U.S. employment reports overstated by four hundred thirty nine thousand jobs in twenty twenty three. So, Kristen, I don't know if you're just not doing your homework. If you've got a young producer who's writing you stuff that they ripped from the Associated Press and that's what you're reading, you're not telling the truth, though. And that makes us very sad for you. Very sad. Because we think that you suck, too. Right? Let's talk about this. You saw New York going crazy. 53 million in prepaid debit cards for migrants. Black people don't don't get that there. Living in the inner city, getting squeezed. Hispanics who are there legally, they're not getting any money. Veterans, you're not getting any cash. People who do not belong here, who've broken the law to get here, are being rewarded with your money. That's bad. This is just stupid. This is the headline from an, a website called usarc.org. Alert! Colorado pet tax for all animals. I just got to read a little bit of this to you so you know... Wherever you live, hopefully it's not this stupid. Ready? Colorado House Bill 24-1163 enters a new level of big government and big taxes. The bill would add a new tax of up to $8.50, but actually up to 25 bucks on each pet that you have. And it includes all animals, even invertebrates. I sure hope you guys don't have an aquarium in Colorado because you're screwed.
The tax is paid every year. It also requires every pet to be registered with the state and assigned a designated caregiver, even if it's a fish. I remember in the fifth grade at Chaparral Elementary School in California winning at a circus game or whatever a, a two little bags of goldfish, right? I'd have to register my fish, according to this, if I lived in Colorado. Are you out of your mind? Yes. Yes, indeed. There is no cap or per household type of maximum taxation. This will also be in addition to any local taxes like dog licenses. To summarize how outrageous this is, you guys, if someone has 100 aquarium fish, maybe some koi in a water garden, they could be paying $850 annually to have those fish. If you do not register a designated caregiver, this is the government telling you that they need to watch over you. They care more about your pets, that somebody's there to take care of your pets than they do about people on the street getting drugs laced with fentanyl and dying. They care more about your lizards and your ferret and maybe that hamster you gave your daughter for Christmas than they care about people in Colorado who are homeless who are hungry, and who are illiterate. This is the nonsense of liberalism. This is liberalism on steroids. It's progressivism. It is taxing you into submission. It is browbeating you with stupid reasons to be afraid, whether it's a virus or the idea that you're cooking the earth because you're driving a suburban. This is the sock. Why would people vote for them? Quick timeout. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends, rapper Killer Mike. Are you guys familiar with Killer Mike? I, I wasn't either until over the weekend. You're going to be familiar with him because you need to be next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, my friends. I will freely admit to you that I stumble upon things over the weekend and I see people I've never heard of before. Um, I am 53. The dude we're talking about is a 48-year-old rapper named Killer Mike. Not a big rap person. I think my kids probably are familiar with who this guy is. But he sounds like he's got a pretty interesting story. Sounds like a guy who uh, started in rap when he was 45, not when he was 17, not when he was 12, but he uh, he's done really, really well for himself. And for whatever reason, and this is something I enjoy about Bill Maher, I think Bill Maher has a, an interesting array of guests on his program, and he asked Killer Mike to be on a show. So this clip goes out over the weekend, and it's it's sad in my mind. Because it shows how many Democrats are waking up to the reality every day, if they're truly going to be honest with themselves, that they fell for a bill of goods that's bad. That the people who they thought were the noble and righteous ones, who had all these plans and said all the right words, have really fudged up this company, this country. And everybody is suffering. And they've gone so far to the left 
It's just crazy. You cannot be for what is going on here. And Bill Maher seems like he is in that position where he realizes it, but he's not yet ready to give up. So he's going to have rapper Killer Mike on the show. And he's desperate for the rapper to endorse Joe Biden. Look, man, you know, if you ain't black, if you don't vote for Biden, then you ain't black. Sort of a vibe here. And the rapper is a very intelligent person. And he absolutely destroys Bill Maher. But this is only part of the story. Because what happened hours later is despicable. So in audio soundbite number one, you got to love how Bill Maher opens the door to the rapper and says, ah, are you as totally despondent as, as I am, as so much of this country is? I mean, ugh, our, our options are Joe Biden or Donald Trump. How awful. How do you feel about that? Rapper Killer Mike, listen. What are your feelings on the election coming up? I mean, Biden and Trump, are you as depressed about that as most people, my, as a choice? My, my feeling is pick your policy, not your person. Find out... This is this is not the Dallas Cowboys versus your favorite team. This is this is the policies that will affect our generations for the next 20, 30, 40 years to come. So close your eyes, listen to the policies that are being pushed and and pay attention even to the people who don't have a chance of winning because they're going to say policies you may want to push. And I would say do that, but make it policy based policy. Oh my gosh, it's so simple. Isn't that refreshing? You hear that and you're like, oh my gosh. We are not all lost. He's right. Doesn't matter if you like the individual. What do they stand for? What do their policies mean to you? Bill Maher doesn't like that as an answer. So he's going to needle them. Look, I want to know. What's your vote? Are you Biden? Are you Trump? What do you like? Go. So that means, therefore, that means I'm, I'm for black people and happy Black History Month. But you're not you're not saying one candidate over the other. Hey man, my, get me in no trouble tonight. <laughs> 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 hey, my, 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 no, my, no, that's your job with me to my, get me in trouble. My grandfather gave me some stellar advice. Sometimes he says, "Son, sometimes you just got to know to stay out of white folks' business." And, well, <laughs> Now, that's telling on multiple fronts, but Bill Maher trying to get him to say it. Who are you going to vote for? And the rapper says, no, no, no. I'm not going to get into that world of trouble. I know what happens to people when they speak the truth. I'm not getting into that. And Bill Maher continues. Now, please tell us. (laughs) And rapper Killer Mike says why he's unwilling to do this. Go. This, this, this time, I'm going to keep my mouth closed. I, I still like the policy that the old man had that I was supporting. I would encourage people to find who's supporting that policy and, and see what happens. The old man, he's talking about Joe Biden, obviously had things that Joe Biden did that he liked. Probably voted for him, but he's not on the train, it seems, right now. And Bill Maher is relentless. He is begging this man who is obviously somewhat of an icon now that he's won some Grammy Awards three yesterday or over the weekend 
Tell me, please, you're not going to endorse Joe Biden and then listen to what the rapper says. Can't get yourself to say vote for Biden over Trump. You, you want me to list it now. So now, now I'm, we I'm just saying that can, that's, can he get himself to apologize for the crime bill? Can he get can he get himself oh, to get his head out of his oh, ass and say, black people, you, you are black regardless. I need you to tell me what I need to do. Can he pick a coalition of former people who are affected by drug laws, street gangs, recidivism and crime and say, I need you as a board to advise me how to fix federal prisons? If he can do that, absolutely I can. So my challenge is out. All right. Very respectable. Is he going to apologize for the crime bill? Because that was his. And you know how that worked out for my people. Is he going to actually talk to people on the street who look like I do, who are impacted by crime, recidivism, all of this? Is he going to get a, a panel, a coalition of people who know what is going on and can advise him? Is he going to do that? Because unless he pulls his head out of his rump, I'm not interested. That's my challenge. He didn't want to say that. Bill Maher pushed him. How about this headline? This is on theguardian.com. Killer Mike arrested at Grammys moments after winning three awards. So one can only presume that he was on with Bill Maher. Hours later were the Grammys in L.A. He goes up. He's up for three. He wins all three. It is the night of of his life until the LAPD show up and they arrest him at the venue. Here's the story. Unbelievable. Now, of course, Brock, it's giving me a thing that says I have to pay. I'm not going to even tell you. I'm not going to read it because it's giving me a, a paywall. He's arrested at the Grammys. Allegedly, somebody at the venue decided to say that he was assaulted. They were assaulted by rapper Killer Mike. Really? Do you, do you believe that? Or is that sort of like Amos Miller's farm shut down after some quote-unquote reports of people getting sick after drinking the eggnog? Was the rapper basically swatted? Was that a signal to him and to others in Hollywood who might not be down with more of Barack Obama in a fourth term? Is that the equivalent putting handcuffs on the rapper who just won three Grammy Awards and walking him out in handcuffs, hands behind his back? Somebody else, I would imagine, holding onto his hardware, marching him through the arena. So everybody can see what happens to someone who speaks the truth. That is disgusting. Now, do I know for sure that this man, this 48-year-old this man, wasn't belligerent, that he wasn't drunk and he maybe punched somebody or he pushed somebody? I can't tell you if he did or he didn't. I can tell you it makes me feel very uncomfortable. It makes me feel the way I felt when I woke up that morning and found out Mark Houck's Pennsylvania house had been raided 
by the feds in full tactical gear at five in the morning that his wife and seven children were screaming as the feds handcuffed Morkow and took him away. They didn't kill anybody. He's a pro-life activist who talks to people outside abortion clinics. And one of the people who was getting in his face a little too much, Mark pushed and the fellow fell. That was the guise for his arrest. No, it's not. It's for the optics. It's the messaging. It's the idea that you could be next. That's what January 6th was all about. This never-ending stream of people that they could target, whose homes they could roll into, who they could make a huge display of, all the while we have crime out of control. We have the cartels not just handling the drug trade, but the human trafficking trade. We have migrants who can beat up New York police officers, be released with no jail time, and laugh in our taxpayer faces about it. And yet a man who dared to say, close your eyes, don't fall for the propaganda, listen to the policy, and if you like the policy, go for that person. If you're not 100% on board, they will come for you. Now, I don't know about you guys. That sounds really culty. That's the difference when I have gone to only a handful of Trump rallies. You don't get that vibe. You get the flags. You get the people dripping in red, white, and blue. You have strangers who feel like you've known for years. You feel like you've come home. On the left, it's not that way. So we'll see what goes on with this story, my friends. That's exactly why Killer Mike didn't want to say anything. Hey, Bill Maher, how do you feel about that today? You're going to talk about it. It would be part of your awakening if you did. You're tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio Network. More right after this. All right, so I have broken into this article from The Guardian because I was too stupid to see the link I had to click. (laughs) So here you go. Killer Mike has been arrested and booked for, quote, misdemeanor battery after an alleged physical altercation backstage at the 2024 Grammy Awards just after he won three, including his first in more than two decades. The 48-year-old rapper, real name, Michael Render, was in the process of being released by the Los Angeles Police Department, an LAPD spokesperson confirmed Sunday night. This is what they said. On Sunday, the 4th of February, just after 4 p.m., a male adult was detained and handcuffed 
for a physical alteration altercation that occurred at the 7,000 block of Chick Hearn Court. So obviously, that's where they're that's where they say this is going on, where the Lakers play. The suspect was taken under or placed under arrest, transported to LAPD Central Division. Suspect has been identified as 48-year-old Michael Render, booked for misdemeanor battery. Brock Puthit, do you still have that? Do you still have that comment up? So how about this from one of our from one of our viewers on the live video stream on the Wendy Bell Radio Network app saying that, you know what? Will Smith walked up and smacked. Here we go. Beowulf's son says the Will Smith slap didn't warrant an arrest. Touche. But something that happened somewhere inside that building had the police rolling up and arresting a guy after he wins four Grammys. Come on. What are we doing, friends? What are we doing? Other voices that are awakening. Like when you see this, you have to be able to, you can't bury your head forever. You just can't. How about this one? So this UFC lightweight, Renato Moicano, apparently wins this. I'm certainly not some fight person. Okay. So I beg your pardon. If you are, I will just tell you what I know about it. So this guy wins, wins a fight. We find out in his post fight interview and he's he's ringside i mean he's in there and he's all bashed up right the guy's got his microphone and he's holding he's got his gloved hand around the microphone sort of like tell everybody what you're thinking right i'm not so sure they were ready for what he said and i'm going to give you the the idea in advance because he he has an accent he's basically going to say we live in the greatest country ever i am this close he says just at the final stages of becoming a United States citizen. I cannot wait to be official because you know what I want to do. I want to go and I want to serve on the SWAT team in my community. I want to be law enforcement. I want to go track down bad guys, he says. I encourage people to have lots of children. Go to church. Do what you do that you know how to do. Faith, family, freedom. It's not complicated. Do that. Because if you don't, you are going to lose this majestic constitutional experiment, this republic, and you will be the third world country like the one I left. Listen now to UFC lightweight, Renato Moicano. Have another thing. I love America, you know? I'm not American, but I will be. My green card is three years. In two years, I will be a American. And after I'm done with fighting, I will serve on the police officer. I want to be a SWAT team, and I want to kill the bad guys. Make no mistake. That is right, and that is wrong. And people are forgetting about that. People are going crazy. That's why I want more kids. I want people to go to the church. I want people to respect the law. Otherwise, this great country in the world is going to be a third world country. And I don't want a dead. There is right and there is wrong, he said. Everybody sees it. Everybody feels it. So explain to me, why on earth would the United States Senate come to we the people who they have kicked and they have beaten 
and they have bludgeoned and they have bled dry who they've socked with so many freaking bills that make everything you and I treasure put in question. Why would you do that? Senator Lankford, why would you do that? What do they have on you, sir? Because it's got to be something. Up until 2022, you were all closed border, closed border, build the wall. Now, all of a sudden, it's something else. What do they have? Because apparently, everyone in Congress has a price. Did they reach yours? None of this is good for America. UFC lightweight champions know it. Rappers know it. Generation Z, the youngest voters among us, they know it. You know who else knows it? Your white, college-educated, liberal, wine-drinking, suburban-living soccer mom. She knows it, too. So the question is, are you going to double down where you live and refuse to admit that you got conned? The evidence of which is abundant. I don't need to show it to you. You see it every single day. Or are you going to stand up and you're going to do what's right? And you're going to get involved. And you're going to be part of the solution. And you're going to say, I'm done being on cruise control. I do not believe what these people say. They've lied to me every single time they speak. They lie to my face. My income has gone down. My taxes have gone up. My security is for crap. And all of a sudden, I'm looking around at a country that I don't recognize anymore. So which one is it? Part of the solution or part of the problem? Your choice. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is on tap. Let me tell you where we're going. You know, these crazy conspiracy theories, you know, all the ones that are turning out to be true. They're now being debunked in real time. The stories that are now becoming mainstream. Will the media pick it up fast enough to save face? We'll go there on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.